the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Dan Prop Show. We've had this conversation before, but it's been several weeks. And um, a good report, actually by a CBS Network affiliate in Utah, has uh, prompted me to want to tackle it again. That is just the incidence of adverse reactions, adverse outcomes uh, with respect to vaccinations. And uh, unlike COVID and the coverage of COVID infections in most quarters for the better part of the last year, this is not intended to, or nor will it be, an engagement in, in fear-mongering, not going to overstate the case. Uh, but we are going to suggest some data be examined and provided on a routine basis so that there is transparency with respect to the problems associated with the vaccinations in context, in context. Uh, and uh, so people can have confidence in the choice they make because it's an informed choice. There's understanding and there's the opportunity to interact and discuss this and see uh, medical professionals discuss this openly and honestly, as opposed to fear mongering and diktats from public health professionals behaving like political figures. The, uh, UB, the uh, Utah CBS affiliate uh, reporter Heidi Hatch put together a good report. thought it was very helpful, provides what you rarely get newscasts generally, particularly network affiliate newscasts, which is context and consequence. She uh, interviewed three women who had adverse reactions to one of the vaccines for COVID. One woman who almost died, she coded. And we'll start there with uh, that discussion. And she brings in Dr. Tamara Sheffield, after you hear from the woman who had the adverse reaction. Dr. Tamara Sheffield, who is an infectious disease expert, to address that. Probably three hours later that I was having breathing problems. Carrie was rushed to the hospital, treated for an allergic reaction, and sent home. The next morning, her battle to breathe began again. Very, very scary. I immediately went to the COVID ICU, and they did the swab right away and determined that it wasn't COVID, but then it was, but that it was a reaction to the shot. Once stabilized, Carrie was moved to another floor. I got up there and uh, coded again, and they brought me back down. Well, all the breathing and wheezing and everything had ruptured my uh, vocal cord. While Carrie's allergic reaction is rare, Dr. Tamara Sheffield, medical director of Intermountain Community Health and Prevention, says there are more allergic reactions to the COVID vaccines than first expected. Anaphylaxis um, is moderately higher. With twice as many documented allergic reactions from the Pfizer vaccine compared to Moderna. And the nice thing is we are giving these vaccines in medical settings 
where we are able to administer the kind of medications to treat an anaphylaxis. Early indications of allergic reaction created the 15-minute wait rule. Everybody that I've talked to that has received it, I anticipate that they're going to tell me that they have side effects. Rich Lakin, the immunization director for the Utah Department of Health, explains all medications and vaccinations have side effects. Everybody is going to have a different response to a vaccination. Right. That's fair. I, watching this report, I was reminded of the, the line from Seabiscuit, uh, Jeff Bridges, uh, talking about Seabiscuit going to race War Admiral, and War Admiral's touted as this perfect horse, and he says, show me something that's perfect, and I'll show you something that's not perfect. And it's okay. As adults, we understand there are not perfect things in this world, that there is nothing without some risk. So just level with people so you can again have intelligent conversation about it come to some you know most likely outcome type of basis and then make your decision and live with it what's wrong with that as opposed to the way it's being reported or not reported that any suggestion that there are adverse reactions or adverse outcomes is marginalized now the reporter here gives some of the utah stats on adverse reactions and outcomes and then listen, when she goes back to Dr. Tamara Sheffield, listen to the standard of analysis that Dr. Sheffield applies and think about what standard of analysis was applied in most all of the reporting on COVID over the last year. In Utah, after nearly half a million COVID shots, there have only been 114 reports of side effects to VAERS, including four reported deaths. Is it saying that the vaccine caused the deaths or there were deaths in people who received vaccine? And that's two very different things. It is two very different things. And she's right to make that distinction. The four deaths, for example, in Utah, four people who died having gotten the vaccine or for people who died from having gotten the vaccine, meaning the vaccine was the proximate cause. That's a big difference. Because if you just said, hey, anybody who got the vaccine and died, that's a vaccine death. Well, that would be irresponsible. That would be ridiculous, right? What did we do with COVID? What did we do with COVID? Was it proximate cause only? Or was it anybody who dies with COVID is a COVID death? You see, I just want to make sure we understand the standards we should be applying. Uh, the difference between correlation and causation. The difference between correlation and causation was dismissed when it came to reporting on COVID deaths. It's applicable here with vaccines. It should be applicable. I'm not necessarily criticizing that Dr. Sheffield. It should be. She made the proper distinction. The question is, why wasn't it applied to COVID deaths such that you got more reasonable a more reasonable understanding of the actual threat as opposed to half a million people are dead from COVID and you get a misunderstanding of the, the, the threat of lethality that is present with the infection, don't you? Which is why, actually, according to survey research, you find that the American people think about 10% of people die from the, the who have been infected die when it's more like one-tenth of a percent, 100x less than people think. Uh, the uh, national stats, and I want to get to uh, the national stats that are reported here, as well as what you just heard, that acronym VAERS, uh, right after you hear. Nationally, there have been 1,381 reports of deaths, tens of thousands of hospitalizations, dozens of miscarriages, heart attacks, and strokes. But even still, experts believe VAERS only captures a small number of reactions. VAERS is a system set up by the CDC 30 years ago. It's the, va the Vaccination Adverse Event Reporting System.
but it requires self-reporting by medical professionals treating patients as well as the patients themselves. And you heard the reporter accurately say the experts believe it captures only a small fraction of the adverse events, in part because so few people even know the system exists. And so it's important to just note that. I mean, this doesn't say the vaccines are unsafe, but it's providing context. So, right. So we can say there are these adverse uh, outcomes. Uh, They're not really properly captured to give you an order of magnitude. And yet, even were they, given that uh, most states are 70, 80, 90 percent plus uh, with respect to the uh, the vaccinations for the amount of vaccines they've gotten, in other words, they've been deployed. So you're talking about upwards of 20 percent of the American population that has been vaccinated at this juncture. Yes, are, are the vaccines largely safe, overwhelmingly safe for most people? Yes, they are. But there's also some pitfalls here, and we should discuss those pitfalls because the individuals who may suffer from uh, some of the pitfalls associated with the vaccines are relevant too. Every individual is. So let's have as comprehensive a discussion in as transparent a manner as we can. So we have intelligent decision-making at the individual level and at the public policy-making level. This is Dan Powell. Political fakers, fixers, and takers. He's Dan Proft, and this is The Dan Proft Show.